where we won't let the industry tell us what to do, and your success will come in many forms and fashions. This is Real Estate Your Way. Well, hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Real Estate Your Way. We are truly thankful that you've joined us once again. I am your host, Garrett Maroon, with my co-host, Mark Dutton, and today we are going to be exploring how do you find your way. A lot of the conversations that we have with people specifically in the real estate industry is, I want to do real estate in a certain way, but the industry tells me that I have to be all of these things, and we struggle and we lose a little bit of our identity and who we are and what makes it make sense for us as we build a business. So we're going to talk to you three ways today on how you can find your way. So I hope you're excited. Buckle up. Hopefully, this will be some encouraging and inspiring information for you that you can get some really good takeaways. But Mark, man, before we jump in, brother, how you doing? How's your week been? I'm good, man. Lots moving and shaking. Uh, 2021's off to a strong start. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to. Uh, I'm excited we're rolling with this podcast, man. Already uh, getting me excited about the clarity we're going to bring and the clarity we're getting. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, As we're doing this too, uh, one of the blessings of COVID amongst all the struggles, I'm looking outside right here working from home. According to this podcast from home, I see my two little kiddos, my three-year-old, my one-year-old outside playing, mm. just the two of them all bundled up in the 30-degree weather. But uh, just some of the joys of and the reminders of this is why I want to be good at what I do. And this is also why I want to figure out how to do this at a high level in a short amount of time because I want to watch them grow up. So just a good reminder as we even kick this off and try to understand how to build a business the way we want to build it. Yeah, absolutely, man. So let's jump right in. You know, we, we, uh, a lot of us are busy. And if you're a real estate agent, you're on the road as much as I am. And right, we've got a little bit of time in between. We want to make these episodes quick, 20 minutes or so. Just you can get a shot of encouragement, shot of uh, inspiration while you're headed to your next appointment, like myself. So uh, we're going to just jump right in on three takeaways on how do you find your way. So uh, Mark has a background as a leadership coach. And so he absolutely has a lot of great experience and ideas to get us started. So why don't you, why don't you go ahead and get us started, brother, and uh, tell us what the first point is. Awesome. Awesome. So yeah, this stuff is not uh, exclusive to real estate. This stuff, these are principles that really carry across um, lots of industries. So what we're speaking about today isn't exclusive to real estate, but we can use this context and we talk a lot about all the different methods are thrown at you from the beginning as a real estate agent that you have to do all this types of activity. And, and it's, it's for, for me, I'm like, man, that's got to be overwhelming. Uh, as a reminder, those who haven't listened to the first episode, I'm not a real estate agent. I'm kind of new to the real estate world. So I get to bring a fresh perspective, but I'm, I'm excited about this because I see these principles played out and I'm seeing the contrast of people who are burnout and, and turnover and don't make it in real estate and the people who are successful in the consistency as people who are successful have found their way and, and are really driving um, their energy and their effort all in that way. So the first point, I'll, I'll, I'll stop dragging that out. The first point is you have to find what drives you versus what drains you. Okay. How do you find your way? So you've got to pay attention uh, as you go. You have to be uh, present in the process of as you're working, especially newbies who are off to, off to getting to know the world and everything's new. You, you've got to pay attention as you're cold calling door knocking or doing an open house or handling leads, cold leads, hot leads, warm leads, referrals, whatever it is, you have to pay attention and say, is this, is this driving me? Is this getting me excited? Is it opening my mind to the possibilities of what I'm going to be able to accomplish in this business? And I'm seeing the potential in front of me or is it a, is it draining me where I walk away from doing an hour of cold calls feeling like I, I don't even want to do this anymore. I feel crushed under the weight of, 
of failure or or um, of the challenge, and you're just not comfortable having those conversations. You're not confident that you're bringing value to the world, but you feel like you're bugging people. Um, listen, that, I think that's a response to people have sales. Period. Right. That's selling is not an easy thing because you are faced with failure probably more than most professions on a more immediate basis. Right. When you're making an effort to to open a conversation or or create an opportunity in a conversation and it just slams in your face. And sometimes, I mean, the conversion rates, uh, Garrett, what's the conversion rate in, uh, with a warm lead in, in real estate? I mean, I know we've heard, you know, cold leads worth with internet leads versus referrals are huge difference, but what's kind of like the average in the middle for real estate? Yeah. So statistically speaking, a referral has a 92% conversion rate versus Zillow's own, own numbers has a 4% conversion rate on that. So yeah, it's obviously a world of difference. Yeah. And I think what, from my research and, and our, the team that we're, we're running is Facebook leads are, are, are like a 2% conversion rate. And then Google is somewhere in between there between two and four, like in that three range as you get uh, closer down in the funnel uh, versus Zillow is in that four range. So, you know, those numbers, right. And then I know some insurance agents and I think there's this like, if you can get a conversation an interest, an opportunity, not even a close, but an opportunity out of like 10% of your conversations, you're doing well. So by its nature, there's a lot of failure for lack of better words or lost or closed doors in the, in the sales world. Um, but with real estate, you're, you're trying so many different things and each, each style of selling is going to bring back a different, um, rate of return. But here's the deal. You're never going to hit it hundred percent. Even referral as high as is what you you've experienced, Garrett, is there's going to be some time. So you, you you have to understand where can you take that? Where can you take those hits and stand back up? Where can you feel confident that you're moving forward and have have hope and perspective and 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 see the potential in what you're doing. So it, what gives you energy and drives your business and makes you want to keep pushing forward? And what drains you and makes you feel like, hey, Tomorrow, if this keeps happening, I just don't want to, I'm going to fold the cards. Now, obviously, we all are human beings and we ride the emotional roller coaster and there are going to be good days and bad days, but be aware, contemplate as you look back at the last week of, of work, what was working, what wasn't. Okay, what do I want differently? And then you have to take intentional decisions to start changing the activity that you're doing to gear towards the things that drive you. So that's point number one. So, so why don't I pass it on to you, Garrett? Do you have any thoughts on that, or I'll pass it on to you for the next point? Yeah, so I think that's a great point. I was going to say just at the end of doing it, how do you feel? You know, the industry is going to tell you cold call, door knock, buy leads, host open houses, all of those things. How do you feel when it's done? And I'll give you uh, an example personally, an example from someone who's who's one of our members in our system. My personal example, when I go and, and even though I work exclusively by referral, it's still hard, right? I work very hard and it's still challenging because guess what? People are hard. The agent that is so fired up about getting clients because they've never had one before. <laughs> Humans are difficult, right? There will be challenges that come along with it. But here's the reality for me. Almost every time after I have an, a buyer appointment or a listing appointment with somebody, I leave that feeling encouraged because they were excited that I was there. I got to spend my time developing a relationship as opposed to trying to convince them that I was the right person versus, and I've never done an open house or cold call, but I, without even doing them, I know 
that if I tried to cold call someone and statistically 96% of the time, they're just going to hang up on me, I would feel terrible. I would feel beaten down. I would not be motivated to do anything else. And that just couldn't be the way that I'm going to do it. Tons of people can and good for them. That's awesome. But I'm not one of those people. I'll even give an example. As I mentioned, Carolyn, uh, one of our agents from San Francisco, who is on our, uh, who's on our membership and our action plan monthly, uh, wonderful, wonderful lady. Well, she's just ki- getting kicked off into working by referral. She's been an agent for two and a half years. I just spoke to her literally yesterday and I said, well, how's it going as you've gotten started? And she said, she lit up. She said, Garrett, it's incredible. She got so excited. I said, well, that's awesome. Tell me what's going on. She said, Garrett, I was at choir practice and someone said, hey, by the way, our friend told you that you told us you were an agent. Can you help us buy a house? And she said, that was the best conversation I've ever had. And then guess what, Garrett, when we found them a house and they closed, they were so happy and thankful that I was the agent that helped him. Her entire business up until now had been buying leads. And she said to me literally yesterday, Garrett, this is the way I want to do this. It brings me joy. It brings me energy. It fires me up. And so this is the way I'm going to spend my time and focus. So I think that's the key, exactly what you talked about, Mark, what drives you versus what drains you. Pay attention to that and try to do more of what drives you. This business is hard enough. So try to do more things that are going to bring you life. So that leads me to point number two, and it's a simple point. We've all heard the phrase that if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. And quite honestly, I think that's absolutely, utterly false because the reality is if you love what you do, you're going to want to spend more time doing it. And my personal experience is I'm not going to be, I'm not going to need someone to motivate me to spend more time working. I'm going to need my wife, for example, to say, you need to slow down and stop working right now because I'm just so excited about what I'm doing. Much like building this podcast, building the training and coaching business that we're building. I'm so excited to serve agents and help them understand the lifestyle they can have that I just want to do it all the time. I literally want to talk to people constantly and encourage and support and do whatever I can. So if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. That's so false. And it's created this idea that every time we show up to work, that it should not feel like work, right? It it should not feel like work because we should love it so much. And again, even if I loved drawing hand paintings, I don't even know what that is. But even if I love doing that, but could not make a living doing that, that's not the job that I would have, right? But if you can find a way in this business, which you can, there are so many ways to be successful. If you can find a way in this business that you genuinely love doing what you're doing, for me, it's relationships. If you can find that and focus your energy and attention on that, become a master at that, you will work a lot of days in your life, but the work will be rewarding. It will be fulfilling. As Mark talked about, it will drive you. It will not drain you. When I think about, for me, the past five years selling 50 homes each year all by referral, those 50 people that I've served, they make me happy. I am joyful because guess what? I get to continue to build relationships with those people. So doing business by referral it causes me because I love what I do. I will work very hard every day in my life that I choose to work. I'll give you a quick example. I had a Christmas party in 2017. 
A lot of people were there. They were, it was at our house and I had invited this woman over who I'd recently met in, in September. I believe this was December. Her name was Lorinda, really, really sweet woman. And we're standing there talking with her, my wife and I, she's telling us, thank you so much for having all of us. This is such a fun thing to do. You know, I hadn't sold a house to her. She hadn't given me a referral. She was just in the database and I wanted to care for her. And I said, Lorinda, thanks so much for coming. We're so glad you're here. Hey, don't forget in March coming up, we are doing a parent's night out where we're going to babysit all your kids, which uh, side note, what ended up being a terrible idea for us, but we're going to babysit all of your kids so you all can go out on a date. Now here's Lorinda, a single mom of a nine-year-old boy, and she starts crying right in front of me. And I say, Lorinda, tell me what's going on. Please share. And she said, Garrett, why, why would you do that? That was her question. And my answer was just because I'm a real estate agent doesn't mean I don't get to care about you and find ways to care for people like you. And she said, that's incredible. You know what, Garrett, I'm going to drop my son off and I'm going to take my dad on a date. And she did that. And what a joy it was for me. She left, everyone left. And that night I literally looked at my wife and I said, it blows my mind that I can have a really good business that provides for our family by doing things like this, by just loving the people that I care about. That's an incredible thing. So you better believe I love what I do and you better believe it makes me work harder than I've ever worked before. And finding what drives me versus what drains me and understanding the reality of it's driving me to work harder too is an important understanding for us to know what is our way going to be. So Mark, any thoughts on that brother before you finish this up with uh, point number three? No, I, I just, I love that. I love that concept um, because we have heard that. And um, I think I spent a lot of my early career trying to find something that was so, that I love so much that it didn't feel like work. But I mean, for me, I believe deeply that we were designed and created to do work. Um, and we, and, and, and that's where our, so much of our fulfillment comes. Like so often people who get in trouble or people who, who are um, having a hard time is, is when they're idle. Right. It's, it's like the work. I mean, I think one of the big hits of COVID has been people miss work. I mean, you, there's a fulfillment and a feedback loop that says I'm doing work that matters and I'm doing um, I, I, I get to do something that I love to do. Um, so I love your point. I'm going to put more towards it. Um, I'm going to drive more. I'm going to invest deeper because now I'm actually doing what I was made to do. This is what I was created for. This is what it's unique about me. And I get to bring that to the table day in and day out. And man, that's where I think a very fulfilling life comes from. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. So why don't you finish this off with takeaway number three? Yeah. So this is a core uh, concept in, I think, life for everybody. Um, but it, it really ties into finding your way is understanding who you are, right? Self-awareness, self-love, self-care, all very hot, hot words these days. A lot of people talk about it. Um, and, I, and I don't want to get too woo-woo with it, but uh, here's what I believe. I believe we are all unique and I do believe that um, we are, we are equipped with different gifts. If we were all the same, the world would be boring. It'd be very unbalanced. Um, and we need people playing uh, different roles in the world to make it function the way we do. As you look at America and how complex we are, um, you saw what a shift happened with COVID, right? Lots of jobs shut down. Healthcare workers were required to do something harder than usual. And, there was just this really unbalanced. But the, the thing is, is when we take certain things, I mean, we ran out of toilet paper for goodness sakes. <laughs> like we, somebody has to make that. And, and, and that role is important to the way the whole world works. And, and so, uh, that, those are just a, a few examples of how intricate we are. So, but you need to understand who you are. So, but don't just 
understand yourself, right? I think that one of the dangers of the idea of self-awareness or, or self-care, it, it's, a, it's a slippery slope to narcissism, right? When we view the world behind the eyes of like, hey, this is me, this is me, everybody's around to impact me and serve me, um, it, it's going to come out in your life, right? Eventually, if you're only looking out for number one, the people around you are going to feel that. Uh, but what, what I want to teach is the third point being understand yourself in the world. So uh, one of the most helpful things that has ever been for me in growing leadership and something I do with all my leadership coaching clients is we do a, a, a database of, of assessments, right? Because I'm a big believer if you assess reality, you gain a, a clear picture of where you are, it allows you to function better. So understanding yourself in the world means, hey, I understand how, how I'm made what makes me tick? What makes me unique? How do I process the world? What are my paradigms that I function from? But I also want to understand how other people are different from me, right? So so the more I understood about myself, I, I, I learned a lot, but why wasn't everybody else thinking the way I was thinking? And that was the thing that clicked, right? I'm, I'm this way, but there are a lot of people who aren't this way, and this is the way they think. So there's a lot of stuff out there, but when you look at it, look at it holistically. Look at, man, look how how complex the world is and the people are in my life that think differently, act differently. Uh, they fear different things. They, they value different things. All those things really change m- my ability to interact and make an impact on people. So as you look at your business and try to find your way, you need to understand yourself in the world. How do people respond to you? How do you communicate with people? Um, what are you good at? What parts of the relationship are you good at? Some people are really good at meeting new people, but they don't necessarily uh, drive a lot of relationships super deep. And that's okay. Um, you're you're going to be able to leverage that in your business and focus on where you're strong. Uh, other people are a little bit shy or don't, don't know how to necessarily start the conversation. But man, once you get an introduction and you get to know somebody, you've got depth and, and soul that comes out and it draws people to you in a deep loyal relationship. So those are just some of the differences. So um, I, I just, I think that when we understand our identity and we understand how we fit in the world, we stop comparing ourselves so much. We stop looking at ourselves as failing in certain areas where we just aren't made to function as well. And we begin to have confidence. Um, and that confidence comes from a stronger identity. Mark, I think that's great. Can you give me some examples or give our listeners some examples of, you know, if you were just getting into this, we've all heard of a lot of the disc and all the different profiles and stuff. What would you suggest that they would start with if they've never done one or haven't done one recently? Yeah, absolutely. So I would start with uh, one of two or the the easiest to understand without having to do a lot of research. And, and that is the Myers-Briggs um, type indicator, MBTI is what it's often, uh, and there are some free ones out there, obviously, the higher end paid ones are, are going to give you more accurate and, and higher data. But um, what is it called? Is it 16types.com, I think, or something like that? I'll, I'll, we'll look it up and, and, and share it. But Myers-Briggs. Show notes for, yep. for you all to find. Yep. Yep. So the Myers-Briggs type indicator, that's a good one. Um, and it, it, there's, there's a, a really strong um, balance. And I think it helps really help you understand how you function. And then you start looking at all the other differences because it uses four, um, four indicators as its basis. And every, every indicator is one of two, right? So you're, you're on one side or the other of of four different coins. And really it's neat to just see the diversity that comes from that. So Myers-Briggs type indicator is one that I would say. And then also uh, Clifton Strengths Finder 
Um, there's a book that's, that's called, uh, now discover your strengths and they, they, they have an assessment that goes with it. I think you can get it for as little as like, uh, like 15 bucks, I think is the, the base one. And then you get up to 50 for a little more involved one, but it's really good to understand, Hey, here's the things that I'm good at and, and that I excel at. And here's the things that I don't excel at. It, it helps you in two ways. Those of you who are growing a team or growing, if you've, if you've never done that before, it's really helpful to see where you have gaps. So you want to leverage your strengths and, and focus and put your energy and effort in doing the things you're really good at and find people around you that can help fill those gaps and, 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 and outsource and or leverage other people's gifts to fill in those so you have a more uh, a fuller offering to, to bring to the table. Um, yeah, I think that's great. You know, and ultimately too, it's the reality of we don't want to be shaped by what everyone around us tells us we should be. You know, the industry world or the real estate industry world is very infamous, maybe for lack of a better word of saying, this is what you have to be. I even had a coach for a couple months that honestly, I ended up letting go, but I had a coach and I came in, I just done 50 transactions all by referral. And this coach day one said, you need to make 300 cold calls this week. And I said, what? I, I don't want to do that. And she said, you need to do that. And you need to host an open house. I said, I'm three years into the business. I've never done it. I've just sold 50 homes by referral. Like, why are you telling me I have to do these things? And just kept pushing and pushing and eventually just said, hey, we're not a good fit. But even someone who had had success, the industry kind of tried to push me into this mold, right? I've said this before, but Albert Einstein, and I'm paraphrasing, Albert Einstein said, if you ask a fish to climb a tree, you're going to think it's stupid. And so the reality for anybody out there listening, maybe you are a referral agent, maybe you're a relational agent, and someone told you had to cold call five hours a day, and you're wondering why it's not working. Maybe you are a, someone who is great at cold calling, but someone said, all you should ever do is host open houses, and you're wondering why it's not working. The reality of this industry is, number one, we've got to understand ourselves. And number two, the, the challenge and the blessing is we get to choose how to do business the way we want to. But the challenge is you have to choose. And most agents that I know have never chosen. They do a little bit of this, they do a little bit of that, and they've never really made one path their focus. Nito Cabayan, who is a billionaire who helped launched Bank of America, Panera Bread, now is the president of High Point University, showed up here as an immigrant with $50 in his pocket, now is literally a billionaire. He tells his students, the key to being successful is not intelligence, it's focus. It's being committed to what you know is right and true in the direction you want to go. That's all we're talking about today. If you want to want real estate your way or business your way, whatever it is, you've got to understand which way you're trying to go and focus in that direction. So Marcus, we wrap up here, man. If, if you were talking to a client and you were coaching them right now and said, well, man, what are my one, two, three homework takeaways? What should I do today that will help me get started to really try to understand what direction I should go? What would you say? Yeah, so I, I would add three three kind of takeaways as well. So we gave you our three points of find out what drives you versus what drains you. Um, don't believe the lie that if you work at uh, if you love what you do, you don't work a day in your life because the reality is it should make you want to work harder. And the third is understand yourself in the world. But here's what I want you to, to go and do based on this information: spend time contemplating and finding really what your why in life is. Take it out of the context of work. Um, Simon Sinek wrote uh, "Starting Start With Why is a great book. Recommend that one. There's tons of other ones out there, but I'll just drop that one. But really ask the question, like, what what is my purpose in life? Because the thing is, is if you're trying to find the purpose and success in work, you're never going to hit it high enough to feel like you've done it. But understand what is your purpose in life. So start with your why and make sure you understand because you can tie your way to that. 
right? So find- Let me pause you right there because I think you made a great point. I want you to unpack just for a minute. I know we're a little bit long, but I want you to unpack this. So you said, if we try to get our why, essentially you said, if we try to get our why out of just our work and what we're doing, it'll never be high enough. Explain what you mean there. Yeah, absolutely. So so a lot of times we, we try to do work and we think that success in that work and we're trying to find our purpose while we work versus what is our purpose and then go do that in our work. So for me, um, so much of my purpose in life it changed. My life changed when I realized that uh, what was this draw that I had to leadership? It's not that I wanted to be a leader. I wanted a title. Like I literally have this massive heart to see leaders succeed. And why is it? Because I see the impact of leadership failures and success on people, both the good and the bad. And my purpose in life is to close the leadership gap. I want to help leaders see how to lead with health and, and clarity so that the people around them thrive and families and their clients, everything. So when I realized that, now I can apply that to you know, to leadership, to, to, to ministry, to, to, to real estate. Now I can see how that fits in all these places and it's fulfilling in whatever context because I understand my why. I love that. And just to, to hone in on that point, let you get back to it, but your why comes from outside of your business life. It's got to come from somewhere else. And then you build your business life to make sure you can accomplish what is your purpose and what it is that you're trying to do. I love that, Mark. I think that's really insightful. So go ahead and hit us with the last two points. Two, we, we already mentioned it. Go take, if you've never taken an, a, a, a self-assessment before, go find the Myers-Briggs or take a strengths finder assessment and just learn a little bit about yourself and look at the other variables that that assessment shares and realize there are people who exceed in those things. So just understand your place in the world, not just yourself, but understand how you work in the context of the people around you. Um, two other, if you've taken those two and you're like, well, I'd love to learn more, two others I'll drop are the Enneagram and the DISC profile. Both require a little bit deeper understanding of how the system works and what, it, what the meanings are. Um, but if you if you're geek out on that kind of stuff, definitely go explore those. Um, and then lastly, uh, this is a step that, again, was help, helpful for me to discover my why. And if you really want to dive deep and you want to commit to finding your way and you're ready to, to take a leap, sit down and write your life story. Now, I'm going to give you a simple formula for this, okay? So th- your life story is, first of all, you're going to break it up into seasons. Early childhood, whatever you can remember, elementary school, middle school, high school, college, post-college, after I first got married, uh, my tw- late 20s, my early 30s, what, you break it up into seasons. There's no perfect formula, but just group your, your things, okay? So that's your, your first column is your seasons. Second column, what are major events that you remember from your life? Again, doesn't have to be in super detail. This is just for your exercise. Write down what that major event was. Okay. And the next column, who were the people that you remember most in your life? Who were the people who stood out in your life during that season? And then lastly, um, what, in regards to those people and those events, what were your key takeaways as you were shaped, as your life changed and shaped? So it may be what that person meant to you, or it might be what that event changed in your life, but what was your major takeaway in that season? And then, man, it's such a simple, simple exercise. It can take as little as 15 minutes. It could take as much as 15 hours. Like it just depends on how deep you're willing to go. And I promise what you put in, you'll get out and it'll open your eyes to the story your life has been writing. And you'll start to see trends that tie to what your why is, what your strengths are, what has stood out and what matters to you. So that's just, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a big ask. And I know that people are busy and it's going to be hard to set aside the time to do that. But I promise you, if you jot down an hour in your calendar and you set aside, it will not be an hour wasted. 
at the end of the day, I think certainly we're all busy. I was just telling Mark before we hopped on, I'm trying to even find any time in my schedule to meet with one of the agents on my team you know, this week because it's just so crazy. I know we all have a lot going on, but at the end of the day, one of the most important things we can do is understand what's the route that we can take that's going to drive us to succeed instead of drain us. And the reality is, for example, relationships for me, as I mentioned, relationship business, relational business, referral business means when I show up at home with my wife and my kids, which is the most important time of my day for me to be energized and present, it means that I haven't been drained all day, that a lot of the work I do, it's still very hard and I still can be exhausted and worn out, but the work that I do overwhelmingly is giving me life so that when I show up at home, I am full and I can give that life to my family. And that's the importance of this, not just succeeding at a high level in your business, that's great. But work that is going to drive you and energize you means you can come home and provide that to the people that you love because they need that from you as well. right? I know for me, my wife at the end of a long day with two young kids, third one on the way, she's exhausted. And if I all day was cold calling for me personally, if all day I was cold calling, I would be so burnt out. I would not be able to come in and help her with dinner and help her with the kids and get the kids to bed. I would not have the energy to do that. And that's not okay. I need to be able to show up and be present for my family. And so that's one of the biggest reasons we want to help you understand what is your way. Do real estate your way. And the truth is, if you're burnt out from the work you've been doing, discouraged by the results you've been receiving, or just want more time in your life for the ones you love, keep showing up so we can inspire you to find and pursue your way. Until next time.